just a little time in Matthew 25. Let's say it's an introduction. (laughs) Matthew 25. The parable of the ten virgins. Verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they, were, they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. And the door was shut. What a sad story for the five unwise virgins. Afterward came there also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour which, when the Son of Man cometh. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this truth of this parable given. It has much meaning. It has an interpretation, but it has an application. May we apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We have the parable of the ten virgins. Um, I put down on the outline, I think, sensible and silly singles. (laughs) There's uh, the virgins there. Um, or sappy and silly singles. I thought of a few words for this one. But in the context, what's chapter 24 about? It's answering the question that was put in verse 3, as we keep reminding you. Otherwise you don't get of what it's saying. Tell us when these shall, things shall be and what shall be the sign of the coming and the end of the age. And the Lord answered that in chapter 24, and he said, here's some more for free. <laughs> this is what chapter 25 is about. The three extra things that he spoke of in chapter 25 that they didn't ask, didn't ask about. But this is included in my coming when the Son of Man comes. This will also happen. And so in the context, he is speaking of judgment in chapter 25 after he comes, chapter 24. And this chapter can be divided between the Jews, the church and the Gentiles. Because the, the Jews, really, the, what we just read is for the Jewish people, post-rapture. After the Lord's come to take the church home, you have this message to the virgins. But we can make an application to ourselves today. Don't try to discard that. Then you have the church spoken to about the talents that are spoken in chapter 25. Then you have the Gentiles spoken to about the judgment. So all is to do with judgment. Judgment of the virgins, judgment of people with talents, judgment of um, the unsaved people and the saved people, the sheep and the goats that are mentioned in the last third of chapter 25. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 32 for a moment. And this deciphers the three groups mentioned there in chapter 25. Of Matthew. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 32. 
where we read, Give no offence, Paul said to the Corinthians, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the Church of God. The three people groups that are spoken of in chapter 25 are there mentioned, and that is who the Lord direct, uh, really directs the New Testament to, these three groups, the Jews, the Church, the Gentiles. Brother Andrew mentioned last week, to the Jews first, and that's where the gospel did go. That's where the church started, to the Jews first. And to the Gentiles it went, to the world it goes. Paul said that these three were different. Um, the subject, the people of Matthew 25, are different, but the subjects are similar. That is, the parables, the judgment of people the judgment of these people groups. And we have, first of all, for the nation of Israel that we mentioned, in the virgins that are spoken of. So you might say, ah, oh, Jews, right. I'll get away off the hook on this one. No, <laughs> the principles apply to us. And we must distinguish, distinguish between the marriage and the marriage supper of the Lamb as we think of these ten virgins. The marriage, so like in a marriage, we have the we have the wedding thing that happens in a marriage ceremony, and we go through. Uh, I do, thou do, you do, I do, I, and it's all do. <laughs> I pray and make the vows. The service is finished; they're married, and we could talk about the Jewish wedding and all the ins and outs of that as well. Then you go and have pictures, don't you, Ruth? <laughs> You're sick of taking pictures yet? Yep, over that. <laughs> pictures of weddings. And then you have the supper. And let's say the service and the supper that are distinguished here. The marriage of the lamb and the marriage supper of the lamb are to be distinguished. Uh, the marriage service takes place in heaven, involves Christ and his bride, the church. Over that period of time, the service takes place. That's Bema seat judgment happens, which is different to the great white throne judgment, different to the judgment that's mentioned in chapter 25 of the Gentiles. And so <clears throat> you have this where the Lord is married to the church, the bride, his bride in heaven. And the marriage supper is on earth and involves the church and Israel. The friends of the bridegroom come along. And uh, partake of that. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 19 and verse 7 and 9. Revelation 19 and 7 and 9. When we say that we um, interpret the Bible literally, historically and grammatically. This is a grammatical thing that we're looking at here in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 7 and 9. Trust I'm not shooting above heads when we talk of this I think words are important ending of words in the Greek language the ending has everything to do with it luo this and luo that we learned so many luos it was all the ends of the verbs that were, and, and all the nouns and things that it ended with that we did over a year and a half in Greek to get it and it's not like that in English six different tenses and here we read in chapter 19 and verse 7 let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come 
and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted, that's the church, his wife, that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for fine linen is righteous acts of saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they who are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These things are true sayings of God. Back there in verse 7, the marriage of the Lamb is come. It's taken place by the time he comes in revelation to the world at the end of the tribulation. Is come. That word there is, as I say grammatically, it is the aorist tense. Looking at that, elthen. Elthen is the word signifying a completed act. It's already happened. The marriage is come and he turns up married. But then the marriage supper takes place in the millennium. And so that's it. You know, just a word ending can make all the difference to what you understand as you read the truth of God's word. What a blessing. That uh, uh, Blessed are they that come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The marriage supper takes place after the Lord's come, as, in, as it's given in Matthew. He's already come in chapter 24, and then he's talking about this, the virgins uh, that are invited to the marriage supper to see, to participate, to what goes on with the church there. Um, <clears throat> this marriage... And this call goes out throughout the tribulation to call Israel to himself. I just looked at to check it was right because we have a marriage invitation. We have a couple of them on our pin board there. RSVP is the word that you use, reply by. And if they haven't replied by the time the king comes, too late. To the Jewish people, to those in the tribulation, any Gentiles that will listen in as well. You say, well, does God have messengers during that time I'm sure he sure does <laughs> and uh, they might be alive today and Andrew might be talking to them in Israel yeah. they might have got one of those leaflets we've seen and and many others that have been given out that these 144,000 these two witnesses and the angel you don't have to talk to the angel yeah. Andrew <laughs> you can leave that to the Lord will preach the gospel of the ever the everlasting kingdom of the Lord to the peoples and many will respond. Multitudes will respond. As we concluded last time in Matthew, uh, people will be, a lot of people will be all ears and aren't all ears now. And like I was talking to someone after the morning service, sorry, I forgot who it was, and they shared how that they had opportunity, opportunity yes, <laughs> Brother Brian, this week to share the gospel and how he shared and how I shared with people was almost identical. I was sort of, wow, you know, this week. Yours was on Wednesday, mine was on Thursday. An opportunity to share because people are thinking people, what is happening? And, yep, it's happening. And so we can share and open the word of God and get to the point. And, and, and they asked, Who, who's going to be taken? I said... <laughs> Here comes the gospel. <laughs> Those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who have faith in him, who have repented of their sins and turned to the Lord Jesus, will be taken and the others left. 
And here at the end of the tribulation, as a similar thing happens, they will be le- those that will be left, the unwise, silly virgins that uh, were invited but didn't partake, didn't believe, didn't heed the warning. And um, <clears throat> we have the heavenly groom mentioned in verse 1. And we read, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to the ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. The bridegroom and the bride coming. Here comes the bride. Here comes the bridegroom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> returns from the marriage at an undisclosed time, but pretty close to working it out as they could, have, could do in that time to begin the marriage feast with those prepared virgins on earth. The living redeemed to enter the millennium as mortals, Jews and Gentiles. The Holy Ghost is spoken of here in chapter 25. And how is he spoken of? He's not mentioned, but how is he spoken of in verses 2 to 5? The oil. Yes, the oil. Um, Those neglecting or shunning the Spirit of God are mentioned, for five of them were wise and five were foolish. And the oil represents the Holy Spirit. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. You haven't got the oil. You haven't got the Holy Spirit. You're not a believer. In that time, they haven't got it. They are not believing. The wise took oil in their vessel. Are you wise or are you foolish? Let's make an application to that, of that today. Have you the oil of the Spirit? And this applies today. Paul specifically says in Romans and in Corinthians, if you haven't got the Spirit, you're none of His. You're not saved. If you've got the Spirit, you're saved. You have the oil in your lamp. <laughs> we sing all these songs and it all comes to it all fits together, you know, with the Sunday's, the, the children, this little little light of mine. They, they sang it down there at the camp. Uh, <clears throat> the oil of the Holy Spirit. Uses the, the Holy Spirit uses the word of God, the lamp, to eliminate the souls of men. Note that all the virgins start out with oil and run out in their, uh, their lamps run out and they went out. Uh, some may not believe, but I believe that God speaks to people by his Holy Spirit through the word of God and that when a person rejects that message that convicting Holy Spirit then there is no more sacrifice for sin when they do not heed and listen to what God is saying to them and I think it's very much and I'd love to look at it but it's in Hebrews chapter 6 and we've looked at it before they've been enlightened they've tasted of the good word of God the lamp they're being partakers of the Holy Spirit in convicting them of their sin and they turn away they shall not be renewed again to repentance they got so close these virgins who were foolish got so close the spirit was there working convicting and you know he convicts the world of sin of righteousness of judgment to come and then they said no they didn't fill their lamps with the spirit of God but the wise ones did, didn't they? <laughs> and they remained. They believed. They took the step of faith. They repented of their sins. You can read that there in, in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. So they all started out with oil. 
Some ran out and their lamps went out. And God gives them all an opportunity. There are those that profess and those that possess. And back in Matthew 13 that we covered not long ago, there's tares among the wheat. Professors but not possessors. There's seeds that sprung up and withered. And others that the weeds choked them out. That looked like they were going to go forward. They grew, they sprung up and they died. They withered when the heat was turned up in uh, stony places. But then there was the good seed that fell in and that was the ones that believed and received life eternal. So they neglected, they shunned the spirit of God. They didn't believe. Just as these foolish virgins, no oil. The wise took oil in their lamps. And then in verses 5, we see the neglecting of the Son of God. Not only the neglecting of the Spirit of God and he's urging them to salvation, but neglecting the Son of God. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slum hey, <laughs> they all slumbered and slept. Look, I'm going to finish it there. I'm not going to keep going because that's too important to leave. Otherwise, I can skip over it. Ah, uh, there's no one. Yep. <laughs> Slumbering and sleeping this evening. And I don't blame them. Were they at camp? No. <laughs> no. Is there some on the floor? But <laughs> we can all, wise or unwise, go to sleep on the job. And when the boss comes, and I had it happen right in front of my eyes, you're fired. <laughs> Get out of here. And that was in the day when the unions didn't have as much strength as they do. <laughs> and the guy had to pack up and leave. I pray that we're not asleep on the job. What happened to a guard that was asleep on the job? He was executed. Was a, going around Buckingham Palace, those guys that stand there with those big funny hats on, and you want to go out and poke them, see if they're real, and they are. <laughs> and some of them were painted silver-like colour, and you, are they real or not? You, you sort of want to talk to them, but you don't want to talk to them like talking to a statue. But if they go to sleep on the job, they tumble, then they're in trouble. Christians, are you asleep on the job? I pray that we're wide awake, we're ready, we're a wise virgin, filled with the Holy Spirit, doing the work of God. And the rest of it will finish, Lord willing, next week. Don't I often finish in the middle of something like this but we've we i want to do something just before we or after we close this evening let's pray thank you lord that we can be convicted by the spirit of god we can remember a day a time a place where the holy spirit got a hold of our hearts through the word of god the lamp and can convicted us that we are lost sinners and needed salvation i pray lord for those that even spoken to this week spoken to at camp young people older people Lord, that they would be convicted as they see things rushing to a, to a climax in this world. Lord, I pray that they would be truly turned to you. Lord, you can save, you can cause revival, you can cause salvation, not us. I pray that we'd just be the instruments, the seed sowers, and that you would do a work here and with, we pray for Israel. Lord, these virgins are... <laughs> 
are the ones that will be saved in that time. And they'll hear and heed the word of God and what a blessing it will be when a nation is born in a day, as it tells us in the Old Testament, or what's left of the nation. And they turn to you and a zealous Jew on fire for God, will test, they will testify all around the world. And for those two lampstands that stand up, the two witnesses and uh, the, the cameras on them. And Lord, we can just imagine the world seeing a resurrection, literally, as they ascend up to heaven after they've died. Lord, what a testimony you bear and you will continue to give it even in the worst times in this world will ever see. Thank you. Bless your word as it's gone to our hearts. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.